Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. So I've I've done a handful of weddings uh, in the past like month or so, um, and uh, which have been awesome. Hi, Tyler and Kenzie. That's one of them. And, you know, doing those weddings, thinking about marriage and love, and then also, this past Friday was Tori and I's 22nd anniversary. I'm thankful that she stuck it out with me. Um... And still trying to understand with as young as I am how I've been married for 25, 22 years. Not 25 yet, but 22 years. But all these things, it's just something I've been thinking about. There's the, like, there's so much going on. And maybe fall is, you know, a, a peak wedding uh, time. Uh, but, but there's so many weddings happening. It's awesome. But I'm just thinking about love. And it draws me to of course, the love of God. And it's so crazy how God does that. But the worship team singing what they were singing this morning, I didn't tell them to sing those songs or tell them what to, you know, prepare for this morning. But what we felt and what we sang this morning is, is perfectly aligned with what I want to share. And I think that if we think about God loving us, I'm going to be talking about love and glory. It's not love and thunder. Oh, you kids. Oh, you guys, come on. It was that really bad Marvel movie. It was not bad, bad, but they just, it was dumb. So, But the love of God, His love for us, to truly comprehend and understand, like if we do, like how that would change us. And I feel like that nowadays, even more than than we've seen in the past, you know, there's just people speaking about the love of God and how much He loves us. And that is amazing. But then there's all this stuff that's wrapped around it where it's like, that he loves me so much that no matter what I do, he'll always love me and he'll always, he will. But that doesn't mean that you can do whatever you do and not have consequences for it. You know, we, we feel like, not we, but there's a general feeling a, a lot nowadays that that, that somehow right? Oh, it covers a multitude of sins. So go ahead and keep sinning. So go ahead and just live your life how you want to live it. And I'm like, as we're singing today, I'm like thinking about the message and, and what we're singing. I'm like, if, if I, or if we understand the love of God, to truly understand the love of God, should knock us off of our feet to where we can't even move or do anything without Him just 
get, like dragging us up off the ground because in his presence, and I, and I think, God, if, if, if we're in the presence of your love and really comprehend it, really understand it, how could I even get off the floor? That it would present such an awe and a fear of Him that, that has loved us so much. That He gave His Son. That Christ came to die for us on the cross because He loved us. And we love that scripture. That He sent His only Son. That whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We love it. But if we understand the depths of that, See, that's, that's what I feel like is missing so much today, is to understand the depths, to actually feel that it's not, you know, oh, yes, we got this great word, and, and actually I was talking with my dad, and we were talking about something, but we were talking about, you know, that, you know to, to think or for somebody to say, that God doesn't speak anymore, that he, we don't hear Him, we don't feel Him. He's not really there to move and perform mighty things and miracles in our life. That was just before and it's not now. And I just like, how can you just, how, how can you just read it and intellectualize it? And just see the surface, you know, to not even really grasp the surface of who God is. Because if we just kind of understand in our own minds who He is and what He's done and and how He loves us, that is barely the surface of who He is. And I was, I was just thinking about that, thinking of, you know, let's say a lake and looking out over a lake and, and, and just looking at the surface and you see reflections, you see things, just cloudy glimpses of what's in the water. And to think that so much and so many times that that, that is how we're living. And God's saying, no, I want you to get into that water. Like, I want you to step into who I am, how much I love you, and and to feel, to feel that, that water, right? I mean, you guys, you're like, I don't know. Like, when I'm around a lake, I don't want to just look at it. I'm still talking about a lake now. I, I want to, you know, some people just want to look at it. I want to get in. I want to see what's down in there. 
dive down and, and look at what's in the water. And with God, I don't want to just see and, and just kind of understand with my mind who He is. I want to get in there and allow Him to wrap around me and to feel and understand for Him to, to move, to speak. But when God, see, when God talks about loving us, whenever He talks about what He's done for us and how much He loves us, He, he most of the time prefaces those statements with that He is doing these things not for our glory or because He wants us to be something amazing, but he does. But it's not because of that. But the reason that he's doing it is for his glory and because of his glory. And that is the reason. And, and that's kind of what I want to like try to grab a hold of today to understand that, that our glory is nothing and his is everything. And when we understand that he's doing these things, that he loves us for his glory and because of his glory, it is so much more. Than if he was doing it just to make us look good. In Ephesians 1, starting in verse 5, it says, Have him predestined. That word predestined means God decreeing that from eternity. That that having decreed from eternity us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. He's adopted us by his son, Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. To the pray. See, I love thinking like, God, he, from eternity that you have called us into your family, that you have adopted us into who you are, that you've saved us. But we can't take that without understanding how that happened and where that came from and why. And in verse 6 it says, to the praise for the worship. In the honor and the awe and the glory of Him, His grace and who He is. That is why He did that. So that His name would be praised and honored. Not mine. Not yours. There's too many people nowadays taking the glory for what God has done in their life. It's the only reason that, that I'm here or that you're here is because of Him and the glory of His grace, right? So when we get to a point and all of a sudden we're like, man, we're doing good, and we start taking, we can. I'm not saying you're doing it right now, but I'm saying we got to watch out because it happens. 
where we start thinking that we're something and stop thinking of what He is and who He is and what He's done and that glory that is due His name. Here's a prayer from Ephesians. It's Paul saying this prayer for them. And, and I hopefully can get out all that like I, I'm feeling God wanting to say in this. Ephesians 3.18, it says that you may be able to comprehend that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So he's talking about this love of God, and he's saying, my prayer for you is that you're able to possibly comprehend. And we're going to go into like, the surrounding verses and, and get deeper in that. But like, I want to look at that first. His prayer is like, that we comprehend that we are able to understand and, and feel and know and, and, and not just have this heady knowledge of who God is and what He's done and the love of Christ. so that we can be filled with the fullness of God. But we can't know those things without something outside or someone outside of ourselves helping us to comprehend it and understand it. Before I go on, I, I just, going back to say, him saying, what is the wit? the length, the height, the depth. He's saying in all directions, the whole thing, not standing from the outside and just kind of seeing the surface of the love of God and what Christ has done for us, but, but getting down and, and being able to comprehend. I, I don't... <laughs> In my mind, my physical mind, that just wrecks me, right? That we can possibly even, and I, I don't know how much of the extent, but, but he's saying, but my prayer for you is that you will be able to understand and comprehend all the dimensions of his love for you. so that you can be filled with the fullness of God. So in verse 16, Ephesians 3.16, going back up a little bit, it says, that He would grant you, see, my prayer for, for you and for us is that God would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. See, the Holy Spirit has to help us comprehend His love. We can't 
even grasp. Like I said before, even the surface, even dip our little toe into it without the Spirit of God revealing and teaching us what that love is. He says, according to the riches of His glory. My prayer is is that the Spirit of God reveal to us, and this is what should be our prayer, this is what He's praying for for the Ephesians, what He prays for us today. He says, what I pray for you today, He says, that through His Spirit, to our inner man, to our spirit, that you would be able to grasp the love of Christ and what He's done for us. Romans 5, 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We can't even get it without the Holy Spirit. We can't even grasp it. We can't even come close without His Spirit bringing that to us. Like to think, it's, it's a divine thing to even know that you're loved by God. That you can't even know that you're loved by God without His Spirit placing that on your heart. And I hope today that you, you, you can... Uh, my hope is just that we kind of get down just a little bit into the depths of how much He loves us. So in Ephesians 3.16, it says that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. It's by the vast wealth of His glory that we're even strong enough. I'm going to take this and and try to see how it leads to each different point because whenever I was reading it and understanding that he, he's like building this step-by-step process of how we can even understand the love of God. That he would grant to you according to the riches, the wealth of his glory. That that's how we're strong enough that in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's the only reason we can even have Christ to come to us is by the riches of His glory. He says, being rooted 
and grounded in love. Verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length, depth, height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. We'll stop there. He's saying, my prayer is, is that by the riches of his glory, his glory coming to you and his vast wealth is the reason that you even have the strength to accept Christ into your life, to even be there and, and, and live by Christ coming to you. Right? I think about the scriptures in the Old Testament. You can't even, you can't even see him without dying, right? Nobody can stand before him. You're just dead. He can maybe put you in a rock and you can see his butt. It's not exactly how it said it in the scripture, but, you know, you can see my back when I pass by. Really, just the glory that is shown from me. That's what you're going to see is what he said. In this rock, that's as much as you can possibly comprehend. But because of the vast wealth of his glory and, and who he is, that we are able to accept Christ into our life, to have him with us and be rooted and grounded in that love that Christ is. And then from there to be able to understand because of what Christ has done, because he's given that strength, to be able to comprehend all the vastness of his love. And then verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or think according to the power that works in us. Not my power. But he's able to do more than we can possibly imagine in our lives. But it's not because of our glory or because of something we can do, but because of the power that resides in us, that power that works in us. And it says, to him, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And I just, I, I think about this scripture and I'm like, God, how? I believe, but help my unbelief. I understand, but help my under, not understanding. I see you, but I can't possibly comprehend who you are without you helping me. And because of the glory, the riches of your glory, that I can possibly comprehend this love that you have for me. Why is it that he says this, that he says it's because of his glory. What he's done for us, what he will do for us. Why does he say it that way? And, and the answer is, is, is because, because if he didn't say it that way, 
we would always think it was because we were so awesome. Right? That's a very simple way of putting it. But the point is, is that he wants us to understand that it is not because we did something so great that we can come to know Him, that we can understand His love and His grace and His mercy, who He is, that we could possibly grasp the depths, the width, the height, the length. I I just think about that, and it's like He's going to give me every single different possible measurement and say, you can do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. And because of my glory. And he doesn't want us to exalt ourselves when we come to that place of knowing who he is. He wants us to exalt him. It's so crazy to see how how much people can get into that side of exalting ourselves. When God brings us to a place where we're doing good, where we've gotten through a messy situation, or beat this thing that we had battled a long time, It's just crazy how much we can take the glory for that ourselves. He wants us to be indebted to Him, a slave to Him, if you will, to understand that we were purchased that we were bought. And not to think that we're a slave to ourselves, to who we are, to what we want, but to Him who has purchased us. In Romans eleven thirty six. 36, it says, For Him, for of Him, and through Him, And to him are all things to whom be glory forever. I just like, I think about, we're asking like, well, what what things should I give God glory for? And he tells us, from him, to him, and through him. Basically, everything that happens in our life, everything that we could possibly accomplish or do, that He would get the glory for that. That He, that we would praise Him for waking up in the morning, for doing good at work, for accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish. Yeah, we had a part in it, but the reason that we could do it is because of the riches. The riches of His grace.
And I, I feel like that God wants to, I say that, like, of course God wants to do something, but feel like God wants to do something in His church. Something new. Something that will change the world. Something that makes an impact, right, on nations in the world. But we've been focused too much on ourselves, on who we are, on what I can do, or maybe just even hoping that I can do something, or what I want to do, or (laughs) just focus so much on self. And not understanding the depths of His love to the extent that our lives are driven by it. You know, if I take that analogy of, of being in the water and thinking about, let, let me change it to, to a river. I can look at a river and stand firm and who I am on this ground right here because I'm looking at it. But whenever I jump into that river, whenever I'm actually understanding the depths of His love for me, when I jump into that river, I can't help but be pulled where that river is going. You see, I can try to swim against it, but my efforts won't really get me anywhere. But when I'm fully enveloped in in that flow of that river, so when we fully understand and grasp the riches, the wealth, that glory of His grace, that is toward us, that loves us so much because of that glory and grace, that whenever I get into that point, that place of knowing, when we get into that place, I can't help but be swept away. I can't control it. I can't tell it what to do. It tells me what to do. And the more I struggle, the worse it is for me. But when I stop, when I stop and just allow that love to move me, to move you, I'm talking, I keep saying me, but I'm talking about us. When we allow that 
that love, the glory of his riches, the riches of his grace, allow that to wrap around us, to, to be able to understand it, not by our own understanding, but by his spirit revealing it to us. That when we can grasp that, that we are moved. That it's not me anymore. It's not you anymore. That's saying where to go. But it's his love. It's who he is. And, and I'm thinking, like, like I said, that, that I believe he wants to do something. And, and again, you say, like, yeah, I mean, he always does. But no. I believe there's something that God wants to do. And he is asking, will my people dive in? to who I am, to know me, to not be moved by self, but be to, to be moved by me, to not be moved by what they love, but to be moved by what I love. That when we come to that place, that God is going to be able to use us He's going to be able to move through his people because it will be unhindered. And the hindrance is always us. But it will be under, unhindered for the move that he wants to do. So as I close, in Revelation 14, Verse 6 and 7 says, Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel, the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship Him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. And I, <laughs> I'm hesitant. I don't know why, because I don't feel like one of those fire and brimstone or, you know, yell at you kind of preachers, but, but I feel... This moment of God saying this, fear God, what does that mean? It, it means that grasping the depths of the, the riches, the wealth of the glory of His grace and who He is to an extent that I am knocked off my feet in awe and wonder and, and trembling because of who God is. Because of what He's done. Because of what He wants to do. Right? Like on our faces saying, God, I'm not worthy to be even in your presence. 
fear God and give Him glory. To understand, to revere and to honor and to glorify Him. I, because the hour of His judgment has come. And worship Him. Give Him praise. We stand with me. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.